Previously on the Cephala Podcast, did you know that there is more squid mass on planet Earth than people mass? Yep, and that's the way it should be. Podcast number three. This is our third episode. After this one, I might just go back and make a bunch of prequels to the first three episodes. You know, maybe I'll hire somebody to play a younger version of myself. And you can you can probably expect lots of toy spin-offs and maybe a bunch of computer games. Yeah. Actually, I might just go back and redo the first three episodes with even more stuff. Like Maybe I'll put in a few scenes I cut out and add a bunch of CGI. That way, it'll be more like my original vision. You know, we just didn't have the technical capabilities a few weeks ago when we recorded those other podcasts. So yeah, deleted scenes and more CGI. That way, the people will just buy the podcasts all over again. You guys, you guys pay money for these, right? Anyway, on with episode 3, soon to be episode 6, Revenge of the Giant Squid Stravaganza. No, wait, 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 I'm changing the title. Return of the Giant Squid Stravaganza. I know we already printed the posters, but it doesn't matter. We gotta get it right. On with the show! So today... I was just looking through some old stuff here at my parents' house, and I found a shoebox that was full of it. The stuff. You know, since I'm a giant squid, we have ten tentacles. Our shoes come in packs of ten. So this was a pretty big box, just to give you an idea. And although technically, I think the box was for slippers and not shoes. But that's just semantics. Get it? Semantics. (laughs) I live in the sea. I'm a squid. Anyway, I thought that today, maybe we'd go through the box together and see what surprises lay inside. So now we ask ourselves the eternal question. What is in the box? Hmm, let's see here. Hmm, let's see. We got a... We have a drawing I made of a puppy driving a school bus. Under that, I got some report cards. We got... Baseball cards, magic cards, sympathy cards. Let's see. Let's see what this one says. Dear Giant Squid Stravaganza, it must be hard being you. Deepest sympathies, love, your mom. Oh, thanks, mom. It is hard. What else is in here? All right. Mm. Oh, 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 yep. Here's a demo tape for Crust of Crustaceans. I'm going to put that aside. We'll listen to that later. All right. Um, hmm. This looks like a bunch of movie ticket stubs. Boy, I sure did see Titanica a lot. One, two, three, four, wait, wait, wait. These are all Titanic tickets. I guess that makes sense. That was a really good movie. 
I like the part where all the people end up in the water. Serves them right for trying to master the sea with their giant steel pollution machines. Too bad humans never learn from their mistakes. You know what they say. Those who don't go to history class have to take it again next year. And if you don't go to history class the next year, then you have to take it again the next, next year. It's a vicious cycle, and you'll never graduate. Not without that history credit. What else is in here? Hmm. Let's see. Oh, uh, oh, 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 I think I know what's coming. Before I open this, I think I need a moment to emotionally prepare myself. <sighs> okay, let me paint the scene for you. A little mountain in the background, maybe some clouds up in the sky, some happy trees. They give off the oxygen that we all need to breathe. It's a lovely scene, except for the adolescent existential crisis that is unfolding. I was just a young squid trying to find my place in the world. You know, how once you get to a certain age, the grown-ups are always asking you questions like, Where do you want to be when you grow up? How are your grades? Will you please stop playing video games and finish cleaning your room? For me, it was one of those moments in my time when I realized I needed a good role model. But everywhere I looked, it was Michael Jordan this, Michael Jordan that. I know he was a good basketball player and all that, but I mean, I've got ten tentacles. I could slam dunk that basketball, and at the same time, I could be playing some NBA jam, sipping a Coke, and even fuzzing the laundry, just like you asked, Mom. So, what I'm trying to say is that I just didn't see myself in Michael Jordan. I didn't realize it all that time, but the problem I was experiencing was one of representation. I wasn't seeing my species, Archituthis, represented in mainstream media, and I had no one to look up to. This is a big problem. I mean, everywhere I look, it's just humans on TV, humans on MTV, humans on the radio, humans in TV on the radio. It's an environment that systematically devalues the contributions that other species make to the culture of our entire planet by rendering those contributors invisible. It's an oppression of all non-human species. The little media coverage we do see for non-human species is either fluff pieces where you watch a dumb dog hang out with a monkey who thinks he's his friend but the monkey knows better or it's some sensationalized account of sharks gone wild. For the record, there are far more squids attacked by whales each year than humans attacked by sharks. Who's covering that news story, Katie Couric? Anyway, back to that picture we were painting. I had no one to look up to, no one to see as a role model, except for one. I am, of course, talking about the great Admiral Akbar, the supreme commander of the Rebel Alliance. I mean, I've always been a big supporter of the military. Hell, if you're in the business of killing humans, then I'm a paying customer. Or at least I would be if I had any money. So, this uh, Admiral Akbar, in case you haven't seen the documentary movie about him, his, here's the deal. He led the entire Rebel Alliance on a mission to kill a bunch of life-sized action figures that were being controlled by a black plastic cyborg and a hooded lightning guard. I mean, I'm not really sure what they were rebelling against exactly, but they were rebels, and baby, I'm a rebel and a rambler. 
Um, I don't, I don't know exactly why Akbar joined the military, but I've got a bad feeling that he comes from some ocean or lake or puddle that was probably being polluted by some galactic imperialists, and that's a capital crime in my book. But that's not really the point. The point is, finally, at long last, we have a sea creature in the chief position of power, a role model for young aqua teens in a galaxy dominated by humanoids. I was hooked, metaphorically speaking, thank God. <laughs> I even decided to write Admiral Akbar some fan mail. And you know what? He wrote back to me. Admiral Akbar wrote back. He sent me a very beautiful autographed photo and the letter that I hold now in my tentacle. So, I will read to you now from the immortal words of the great Admiral Akbar. Stardate 5555555. Dear Giant Squid Stravaganza, thank you for your letter. I'm honored that you wish to grow up to be just like me. But I would much prefer that you do not have to live through the horror of war. You see, I'm only an admiral because I was born into a world where my kin struggled against the vague, oppressive forces of the Empire. Fighting back was our only option. Maybe in the future, the oppression will be more clearly defined, and you'll know for sure if you're the good guy. But the hard truth is in war, there are no good guys. The universe may be full of space, but it is still so crowded that one cannot wield significant power without destroying or harming another being somewhere, somehow. I hope to the heavens that when you grow up, there are no more Star Wars and you can peacefully swim on your watery planet. I hope you do not have to live in a world where joining Star Command is the only option for you. But if that is truly your desire, I'm sure Buzz Lightning Bug would be happy to have you. And if you decide against Star Command, your backup plan to play professional baseball sounds promising. Wishing you all the best in your endeavors, Admiral Akbar, Supreme Commander of the Rebel Alliance. P.S. Leaving the planet to go fight in a galactic battle is very noble, but remember that your mother loves you very much and will miss you a lot. It's a nice letter, you know. Sometimes I think back on this and wonder if maybe I should have blasted off into space. It might be better out there, you know, less pollution, space, stars. Either way though, it was really nice of the Admiral to believe in me. I did eventually play baseball professionally for a short time, although I don't know if it was because of the Admiral's support or not. You know, a friend of Admiral Ekbar's once said, do or do not. There is no try. And that brings us to this week's puzzler. It's that part of the show where we ask you the hard questions. This week's puzzler is this. If there is no try, then how come there is a word for it? If you know the answer, email me at giantsquidrocks at yahoo.com. The first person with the correct answer will win a copy of my double disc compact disc set, Death to humans. Cephalopod cast. All right, let's see what else is in this shoebox here. Hmm. Ooh, look at it. Oh, look. It's one of my old games, Mousetrap. 
I guess that brings us to the game show segment of this week's Cephalopodcast. Today, we're playing Mousetrap. First, we need some ingredients. Peanut butter is great for attracting mice. Cheese is also good, at least according to cartoons. Speaking of cartoons, you know that Disney mouse? Turns out, if you put his face on something, that mouse will trap you with copyright infringement. Watch out! Now, before we get into the game, I think it's important to know the history of the mousetrap. Did you know that according to records at the U.S. Patent Office, there have been over 4,400 different mousetrap patents filed? That makes mousetraps the most popular things to invent. About 40 new mousetrap patents are granted each year, and about 10 times as many are rejected. Apparently, people are still trying, both literally and aggressively, to build a better mousetrap. These mousetrap inventions fall into 39 official subclasses that include impaling, smiting, submerging, public shaming, and electrocuting an explosive... Whoa, I'd hate to be that mouse, you know? We won't get into all these subclasses, but it's important to note that the most popular mousetrap design is, of course, the spring-loaded snap trap. I've never used one, so I decided to look on the internet and see what people thought about this type of trap. The most popular version of the trap is the Victor brand Easy Set, and in the reviews section on Amazon.com, Kyle says this trap quote. He says it works great for Virginia mice. He doesn't elaborate on mice that live in any other states, though. Hmm. All right. Another reviewer, B. Shoots of Sharpsville, Pennsylvania, says, quote, buy a cat, end quote. I guess this person was not very happy with the mousetrap's performance, but because they're in Pennsylvania and not Virginia. Blondie in Daytona notes, I didn't buy these to catch mice, but as a last-ditch effort to stop my dog from exploring under the bed in the sofa. Hmm, sounds like this can be a multifunctional product. Edward Riddick, location unknown, says, quote, I've never used a mouse trap in my life, and now I'm just hoping to catch my first mouse ever. I will update if I catch it, end quote. Then he writes the update, quote, Okay, so far I've caught nothing with them. I only have one mouse, so maybe it will take longer. I don't know. I'm talking this trap one star if I don't catch anything by tomorrow morning. End quote. Then there's a second update. Quote, okay, I thought the mouse was gone, but I left the traps out just in case. It was a good thing because I was wrong. Out of all the mouse traps I set, the only one that caught the mouse was this trap. I'm upping my rating to five stars. It took over a week, but the mouse now has his cute little face smushed. Huh. Well, you know, I'm not really sure I'm fanning up for this game anymore now. I thought we would just be trapping the mice so that we could hang out with them. You know, because they're so cute and furry, and they make little squeaking noises. This guy... Edward Riddick, he's a monster. It makes me so mad. Oh, why can't you humans just leave the little mice alone? Mice, if you're listening, I must warn you. It's a trap. I guess they should have known that since the game is called Mouse Trap after all.
Well, that's our game show segment for this week. Actually, that's about all the time we have, so that's our entire show for the week. Alright, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can become a subscriber for just $19.95 a month. No, wait, wait, that's a different thing. Subscribing is free. You can do it on the iTunes. Also, follow me on Twitter, uh, Giant Squid Rocks. The following costs just $19.95 per month. It's worth it. I try to tweet at least once a week, so that's less than $5 per tweet. And who can put a price on the kind of happiness that my tweets will bring you? Well, I guess Twitter can. And that price, once again, is $19.95 a month. Treat, treat. Just follow at Giant Squid Rocks, and Twitter will send you the bill. Treat, treat. Okay, we'll talk more in a couple weeks. Treats, treats. Listening, I'm the Giant Squid Stravaganza, and you just listened to the Cephalopod Cast.